Hey everyone, and welcome to Off the Beaten Clef. This week we are doing Never Trust a Happy Song by Group Love. So let's get into it. All right. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Off the Beaten Clef. I actually kept all that in, by the way. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, this, <laughs> this week, we are doing Never Trust a Happy Song by Group Love from yeah. 2011. Yeah, buddy. Uh, this is an album I've been listening to for a really long time. I know uh, Kevin's been slowly been getting introduced to Group Love. I'm sure you've heard some of these songs. Um, yeah, one one in particular. Uh, it's tongue-tied, for sure. Yeah, that was, e- everyone's heard tongue-tied. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I... I have a very strong affinity for this album and for this this group, so uh, I want to get into your opening thoughts first, and then we'll get into fun facts. Yeah, no, much like you said, they I'm been aware of Group Love, whether I knew I was aware of Group Love or not. They've always just kind of been on the periphery. Like I know the name, and obviously I'd heard Tongue Tied, but I hadn't connected the two. That oh, this is because when, when I heard, it, I was like, oh yeah, I fucking know this song. Uh, but yeah, no, they've always just been kind of on the periphery. And I also I I texted you, I don't know, like four or five days ago. I was like, I don't know how to classify these guys because they're not quite pop they're not quite rock I think alt rock is probably the cleanest classification for them but it's more elevated from that it's not like because a lot of alt rock people contribute to bands like know, like three doors down like a lot of a lot of butt rock you know what I mean yeah and they're better than that they're, they're something above that they're almost like more like a modest mouse or something like that in that vein um, the bands that were coming out around that time that all sounded a little bit different but also kind of the same it was just a different type of music uh, towards the end of the early 2000s there yeah it was like a lot of indie rock a yeah. lot of like folkier music was coming out and being yeah but on it also had more. like this really good like modern production value behind it and there was some electronic elements to it and it was just it was a cool it was a different type of music that I never really gave a chance at the time because again I was really into like dark heavy metal at the time so I was like ah, I don't have time for this shit but no now that I'm grown up a little bit and I can go back and listen to stuff with a, with a new ear um, I, I, I like it quite a bit more than I thought it would originally yeah that's cool Yeah, I'm glad you like it um, I'm not going to ask about uh, like thoughts on the album per se yet because I kind of want to just figure it out by the end yeah well I had a very cool epiphany while listening to the album so I want to get to that organically as well okay cool um, but yeah group love is just so much fun uh, what more can you say um, they're just fucking fun yeah, that's that's. I literally wrote that. I was like, all I know is that they're fun to listen to. So, yeah, these you can tell these guys like love making music together. And had I not known it was their debut album, I would have thought they would have been making music for a while. Um, and I think I love this album so much because it touches on life after adolescence, mm-hmm. but it's still youthful. And you know, it acknowledges the past without pining for it. It's just like a really grown up way of looking at it. And even if you're in your early twenties. There's a lot of songs you can relate to, but it's still very grown up, and it it's to admire for people that were in their 20s when they wrote this, because I don't know if I would have been that mature in my 20s writing this, you know. Yeah, for sure, and certainly not musically, right? So yeah. it's it, there's a certain there's a certain amount of talent here that is uh, 
And like you said, you wouldn't know it was your their first album unless somebody told you or yeah. you knew from the beginning. Like somebody like me, I didn't know this was their first album until you just said that because I didn't dive in any deeper. So that's that's impressive to me because this is very well put together musicianship here. Mm-hmm. It's cle- it's clever. It's clever music. Uh, yeah. Clever writing, I should say. And it's so hopeful, but it still has that tinge of sadness. And yeah. uh, I'm watching Ted Lasso right now, which, you know, I've been a, anytime I get into something, I'm like the poster child for it. But uh, Ted Lasso does it just as well as this album does of like, it's so positive. And then there's just like a little moment where you're like, oh shit, that's kind of, this is way darker than I thought it was. And, um, you know, they're not like outwardly sad, but these, these pop songs can be still very sad. I think it's more cynical than it is sad. You know what I mean? It's kind of like. As you get older, you get you become more of a cynic about the world. You become more jaded, and I think that's that's more the through line that I got here, more than actual like like sad emo kind of stuff. Yeah, it's more like yeah, this this is fucking dumb, huh? Kind of <laughs> kind of like that kind of cynicism. But like, it's not gonna let it. We're not gonna let it ruin our mood. But we can, you know, we're mature enough to realize like this this is stupid or this sucks. And, yeah, but you know, fuck it, fuck let's go, it. Let's go get high <laughs> on a drive to the beach. Yeah, and even if this album is 10 years old it definitely feels like it could be from current yeah. times their current music uh is just like elevated past this and there are some songs i could live without on this album but you know overall it still holds up i think yeah there, i mean i wouldn't say there's like hardcore skippable tracks but yeah there's i mean i don't love every song on this album but there's nothing i would like i, I like have to skip either so it, I, I think that's a lot of albums fail to do that, right? A lot of albums we talk about, like, fuck this song. Get this off the album. Skip it every single time. This one doesn't have that. Like, they, I can listen to every single one of these songs and be fine with it. Yeah. Um, you want to do some fun facts? Yeah. Let's do it. Group Love was formed after the gang met at a music retreat in Greece. Oh, boo. I was going to hope you say they met at an orgy. Uh, no, but <laughs> the two lead singers, uh, Christian... Zucconi and Hannah Hooper are married and have a child. Nice. So uh, you love to see it. And I think it you can tell they're... Like, oh, so the female vocalist wasn't a guest vocalist. She's just part of the band. I didn't yeah. know that. I was like, oh, cool, a guest vocalist. And then I heard her more and more. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. She must just be part of the band. Uh, so yeah, they met all up at Greece at this music retreat. And like it's just all happenstance. And then one year later, they met up in LA. Uh, one of the guitarists, I believe, was a music producer. And they produced a whole EP in their uh in his studio and it was called their self-titled and songs that carried over from that were naked kids and colors uh it's the same exact uh production of it so it's pretty impressive that you know it was like the first time they'd all made music together and they came up with naked kids and colors yeah naked kids especially makes sense i mean that is a very california song Mm -hmm. for sure uh, but yeah, after they were a band, they uh, made "Never Trust a Happy" so- "Never Trust a Happy" song one year later. So they had been together maybe a year by the time they uh, produced this album and got it out to the world. Uh, this album was produced by the drummer uh, Ryan Rabin, so um, he's still a pretty well-known producer. And the album artwork was done by uh, the vocalist and keyboardist Hannah Hooper. Oh, cool! So she, I think she does all the uh, artwork for each album. So, you know, anytime you see it, you know, she's, she's got a hand in it, which is pretty cool. I like that they keep it all in house like that. Mm-hmm. Like their drummers, their producer, you know, that, that, that's cool. And, uh, the, yeah, like I mentioned, lead singer, uh, Christian and Hannah are married and have a child, which they're a fun follow on Instagram. If you guys are, are interested after this, uh, I think knowing they're together after you listen to the album makes a lot more sense. 
just the way they sing together sure. and you know they're they're pretty well intertwined yeah they harmonize pretty well in a couple parts mm-hmm. uh do you want to go first or you want me to go first i can go first okay let's do it well no i did i go first last week i feel like i did you yeah go, but it doesn't you, matter you go first okay uh, it's not a photograph. Is song number one. Well, hold on. Did you want to talk about Tongue Tide first? No. Okay. <laughs> it, it has five hundred forty-two million listens on Spotify. I don't think we're going to say anything new. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, it's not a photograph. You know how this album is going to be the second it starts uh, with the hand claps, and it's just the perfect way to start an album for me. Mm-hmm. If you, if you're like, oh, group love, that sounds like kind of an indie band, and then you hear the like, and that's just like. I have like a, I say Pavlovian a lot, but I have a Pavlovian response where I'm like, okay, I'm happy now. Like yeah, I've, right. This song is going to make me happy. Uh, the hand claps, and then the guitar comes in, and then the keyboard, and then the vocalist, and then the bass and drums, and it just explodes into this chorus, mm-hmm. and it's just like, God, how is this the first song on their first album? Yeah. It's so genius uh, for an introduction to a band, and like, this is one of their more popular albums, and I think that's because like, they just came out the gate, pedal to the metal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives you a good uh, indication of like the dual vocals between Christian and Hannah because I just love the way they intertwine. Christian has like that kind of nasally kind of at times seems at, almost out of pitch. Yeah, it's grating sometimes. Well, I, I don't want grating's harsh, but it's, yeah, you're right. Out of pitch is probably like off key. And then she comes in, she's got like, such a sweet, yeah. it, it just like when you feel like your ice cream cone falling over and someone just like, keeps it from like falling off the cone you're like oh sweet thank you Uh, i just want everybody to know that dylan mimed that with his nose like a dog booping it back up uh but you know christian takes the opportunity in this song to show you he's gonna let loose emotionally and even if it doesn't sound perfect every time he's gonna let that emotion shine yeah and i think that that was the first thing that stood out to me is because that chorus i wouldn't call it like it's not catchy it's not even really that good but it's memorable because of the way he sings it and they do it a lot like this refrain is in it's almost more it's almost a verse than a chorus yeah <laughs> so uh you know and then again it didn't really grab me the first time around because this is the first thing i heard and i was like oh no <laughs> like i don't really like the way that sounds but then the more i listen to it and this is going to be a running theme for this album for me the more i listen to it the more i, I begin to get it and i really started to like it quite a bit to the point where i was listening to today for my notes list and i was like this this album is awesome it's just fun I, I finally started to get it um and it's not like i didn't dis i didn't dislike it the first time i listened to it sorry i'm trying to fight through a burp right now <laughs> and it's really difficult <laughs> let it out okay there we go um but yeah no it, it's a simple easy to digest like all whatever quote-unquote alt indie whatever pop rock you want to call it mm-hmm. uh you know like i said i mentioned before there's something about that kind of era of rock that is very reminiscent in this sound here i mean they're they're a little bit more beachy more california than a lot of those bands are uh, they kind of wear that more on their sleeve but i think there's something cool to that because it's not it doesn't there's a lot of bands from california that like, like that's their whole identity yeah that's their shtick right it, but these guys they 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 acknowledge it and use it in a way that doesn't feel overdone, and I really appreciate that. You get a, you, you start to get a little bit of hint of that in itching, itching in our photograph, and it really kind of shines through through the rest of the album. Yeah, and I think uh, the lyrics are pretty fun, too. Yeah. You know, just reminiscent on previous times, but also like, you know, fuck those times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I have these photographs, but at the same time, fuck it, you know. Itching on a photograph. Like, I, I'm, I, like I'm going to have that in my head for the, the next three weeks. 
Yep, catchy as hell. <laughs> no, it's not catchy. It's just memorable. Yeah, <laughs> it just sticks with you. It's a, it's a, it's like meat hooks in your brain because it's not good. It's, it's a, a parasite. <laughs> it's objectively <laughs> not very good, but. That doesn't matter because I remember it and it sticks with you and that's the sign of like good, clever writing. Like mm-hmm. I said, it's clever. And I, 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 I harp on this every week. I appreciate that more than just about anything in music. Uh, so yeah, moving right on to Tongue Tied, which is the song that everybody knows. Take me to your best friend's house. Love me then, I'll love you now. Oh yeah. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, it, you know, if you don't know what that is by my spoken word version, I promise you, you've heard it. Uh, you know, if, and then I wrote, you know, if there's any, if you've heard any group love track, this is the one. This is, I think this has been featured in commercials. It's been, it's all over the place. It's, it's, and it, there's a reason for that. It's ubiquitous. Like, there's nothing in this song that is bad. It's, it's just, it's flawless. It's not the best song I've ever heard, but the, you cannot poke any holes in this song as far as like, oh, that's not very good, or this is not very good. It's all excellent. The 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 uh, musical arrangement, the vocals, the pacing—it's just all. It's it's the most smooth circle you could imagine. It's yeah. just there's nothing wrong with it, and I I really really appreciate that. And I said I know Dylan loves the group vocals here. Oh, dude, <laughs> I do. And I do. Just, it just screams like pool beach vibes. Like I, I think that that kind of permeates this whole album. It doesn't kick you in the face. It's not like a Jack Johnson album where that's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got this it's got this always got this nice little bed of like chill let's fucking just hang out vibes and i really really appreciate that yeah i mean what more can we say about a song that has 542 million listens on spotify <laughs> yeah. uh it's without a doubt their biggest song uh but i don't know if i 100 percent think this is the song that would encapsulate them no i don't i agree with that too this isn't this is this doesn't sound like the rest of the album and, you know, I, I guess I get why it's so popular. You know, once it, it gets its hooks on the radio, it's it's hard to let go. And I think it's fun, but I don't know if I understand, the, like, the mass appeal besides it just being, like, a really good poppy chorus. Yeah, because you could put it on anywhere. It's, it's good for anyone from age 1 to 100. Anybody can listen to this and like it and not be offended. There's nothing here that, you like I said, you can't poke holes in it. There's nothing that anyone would dislike about this yeah. track. Yeah, and I think it came out in the right time, too. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, but Hannah's verse is the highlight of the song. Yeah. I think we all can agree. Yeah. It almost sounds like she's like rapping or scatting, <laughs> which is so cool. And uh, yeah, I that was the standout to me because I've, most of the time, if I, everyone's worked retail or worked somewhere where like you can't avoid a song. <laughs> and this song was always playing when I worked at Under Armour. And it was just like, oh my God. So when this album comes on, this song comes on, I normally just like, breeze right through it just take my finger and like put it through halfway really yeah i still listen to it yeah it i mean i listen i also to haven't listened time. to this album as much as you have yeah. so um there's a few songs on here i do that too but uh I, it's a great song and i'm kind of mad at myself for doing that for as long as i have yeah so it's been good for me to re-listen to it as well yeah number three lovely cup you're such a lovely cup, Kev. Why don't you fill me up? Oh, uh, no, that's I will, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's dirty. <laughs> um, but it's such a simple song, but I feel like it's executed perfectly. Yeah. And the instruments are the chorus of the song, which is 
what I love about this mm-hmm. song. The guitar work, especially in the post-chorus, ah, beautiful, dude. <laughs> Fucking love it. Because it's the first time like any instrument really stands out to me on this album. And really, there's not a whole lot of instances of that in this album in general. It's more just like a cohesive unit, more than just like individual parts sticking out, unlike last week with Thank You Scientist, where it feels like everybody got their shine. These guys just operate as a unit, and there's something beautiful about that. So when some, there is a really cool piece of guitar work, it stands out, and it's like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. These guys are good. Yeah, it's... And it's such a simple song, but just like doing something a little bit different. And we're in our third song and it's not gotten stale yet. No. Here is now and now is where I want to be. And that's such a, you almost want to write that down and be like, I'm going to, I'm going to remember that. Yeah. I'm going to tweet that later. <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely white girl Instagram material yeah. for sure. Tumblers have exploded mm-hmm. since they heard that. <laughs> um, but, you know, Christian and Hannah's call and response and then singing uh, to the end was, chef's kisses yeah yeah uh i love this whole album because you don't get sick of one or the other's vocals it kind of feels like they take they do a really good job of being selfless and like taking turns and like no one hogs one song yeah i almost couldn't tell until like two songs later that there was different vocalists because they do sound similar um but i wasn't really listening for a duet because i didn't know at the time but they, they operate in a similar register and so yeah like i want to go back and listen to it again with that in mind and Listen for the call because you can hear it here, but it was more like I didn't really it didn't register to me as like a duet because it's not really a duet. They're just it's just two vocalists singing the same song. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. No. I again, it's more beachy, more beachy vibes, and I've, it, it feels tongue in cheek. But is it? Is this is this the token sex song? Is this it, a- it might be. <laughs> it's a little it's a little late in the album for it, but it's here. <laughs> If you say that to anyone, you're getting fired yeah. in a workplace setting. So I think, I think if you can say the chorus and get fired for it in a workplace setting, that that's is, true. that's a sex. It fucking creeps me out, dude. It's such a weird way to be sexual. You're such a lovely cop. Why don't you fill me up? Like, oh, <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> but they. They use some weird idioms in these songs, like itching on a photograph. Yeah. Who talks like that? No. And then colors with a U. Yeah, well, yeah, the European colors. I'm sure there's some some uh, symbolism there, but I don't know what it is. Their basis is also from Great Britain or London or something like that. So, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, uh, I like most songs on this album. The more I like, I like it, the more I listen to it. And uh, it's just, it really, again, this is one of the ones that didn't grab me right away. I think I was more just creeped out by it than anything at first. I was like, yeah, this is fine, but I don't really like the way it makes me feel. <laughs> um, uh, it felt like bad touch. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I obviously I'm joking. I do really <laughs> like this song, and I like pretty much every song on this album, but it, 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 it took me a couple listens to really start to appreciate or even, like, understand why I liked it. And I re- it really kind of crystallized today as I was taking my notes, which was good because it made my notes much more uh, you know, pleasant to do. Yeah. I gotta let you go. <laughs> that part gets me hyped. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I live for the moments that I can catch you off, dude. Hard. Yeah, and you, you fucking, you now you know my triggers. You know how to get me. You just gotta scream shit out of nowhere, and it'll make me laugh every time. Oh God! So uh, yeah, uh, we're going into yeah, what track four? <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's my turn, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, we're moving into colors. The aforementioned uh, O U R S colors, uh, and it reminds me more of the stuff I used to listen to in college. It's got more of like that uh, jam bandy feel to it, as opposed to like a 
a beach band, which that might seem like a strange distinction to make because they probably there's probably quite a big overlap in that Venn diagram, but they are different in, in big ways. This is more heavy almost. There, it's more um, the bass is really forward in this song because it does it gives it it gives these this more weight where up until now we've kind of been bouncing on the surface and this feels like we're like we just sped up a boat and we're like sinking down a little bit <laughs> we're kind of like dragging our ass through the water yeah uh we're again we're not like buried deep here this isn't a super heavy song but it's certainly heavier a heavier feel it's got more weight it's more dense than the other songs have been up until now uh and i think i feel like this is an incredible song to sing along to live. Like if you know all the words, this is like the test of a group love fan. If you can sing along to colors live, because it's, it, it's a, there's like, it's almost tongue twistery in the verses. Uh, and the mini breakdown towards the end is just, yeah, it's great. I, I really, I, I enjoyed this song quite a bit. Cause you know, you know me, I like heavy music. I like there to be density and I want to feel the weight of whatever the person was trying to, right yeah meant and not to not to say that like bouncy songs are bad but i just prefer something that is a little more weighty yeah yeah we're we're losing the sheen of the first couple songs and uh you know this song to me has always been about embracing yourself and everything that entails um when when you're young you have this like idealistic version of yourself and who you can be who you're gonna be and as you get older that kind of like shrinks into like who you actually are Mm -hmm. and i think this song is kind of like embracing you know who you are it's like hey dude you're you you it's the colors you have like that there's no reason to like be sad about who you are you might as well embrace it and i've been trying to like figure out why that was so cool it was just like i think it's partially speaking to like how we see ourselves on the internet and like trying to portray yourself as like this like different version of yourself but this song is just like hey man you you are who you are and it shouldn't be a sad thing. It should be like a, some, something celebrated, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a top tier song from, from group love. Yeah. I think it's great. I, I think it's, it's something completely different again, much like uh tongue tied. I wouldn't show this to somebody as like, if I wanted to show them what group love was about, like Ben talks about his masterclass songs. Like this is what you would show somebody to let you know, like this is them condensed. This is what, this is their song per- perfected. This is their style perfected. This isn't that, but it's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. And uh, we transition into Slow, which is another little bit darker song. It's heavier for sure, yeah. Uh, And I love that Hannah kind of gets a song to herself, but this just feels like an interlude that kind of overstayed its welcome. Yeah, no, I I kind of agree. The chimes are especially, the chimes are really hard to do and not make them sound cheesy. Yeah, because it's not really a, it's not an instrument you can really play. It's just a random assortment of noises. Yeah, I mean, you could, I mean, obviously each one of them has a different tone, Mm. but nobody's going to sit there and pluck each individual chime, just get fucking xylophone. You know what I mean? So it's weird. Um, Anyway, I'll let you continue your thoughts. That was really all I had. (laughs) This isn't like a song that sets my world on fire. It's like, it kind of feels like just an interlude to me. Yeah, it's a palate cleanser, right? It's just, it's there to kind of. Okay, we've we've gotten through the first part of the album. Let's wash our mouth out, spit it out, and get to the next the next part of the good stuff. But there is some stuff here I wanted to point out. I love like the electronica almost instrumental bed to this. Uh, it changes the dynamic of the album a little bit. It's almost like uh, you know you see those clouds in the sky. And you're like, oh, it's about to get it's going to be colder tomorrow. The weather's going to change. It's that's kind of what that electronic bed feels like. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, I really love when they drop the beat out. At the, 
at the end and they bring that back that uh, that bed and it becomes featured for like the last 30 seconds and the drums are really heavy for the outro it's it's just a cool little touch it's nothing there's nothing great here but that's it changes that like i said it changes the dynamic of the band sound but it doesn't change the style if that mm-hmm. makes sense everything is the same it's just dynamically a little different which is which is always a cool touch i thought it was clever so yeah no it's a it's a great song and they last like 30 seconds is well worth the wait yeah it's awesome it's just any any sort of drop is all is, is, i fucking love them. drops breakdowns are the best uh yeah so let's move on to naked kids unless you got more to say nope. which i don't think you do so mm-hmm. yeah let's move on to a song about skinny dipping there's nothing else to say that this is a song just straight up about skinny dipping at the beach uh, you know, I the beach vibes are undeniable here. The, the opening verse is about driving to the beach while spoken on. I forget what they actually say, but it's just about getting funny, hot. honey, or something. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's just the the vibes are immaculate here. Um, it's just a song about skinny dipping, and it rips. That's really all I got to say about funny or funny kids, naked kids. Yeah, after a few heavy songs, this is the palate cleanser yeah. for the album, and it's kind of smack dab right in the middle. I think on purpose. Yeah, it's like. Hey, you don't know where we're going, do you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're gonna be up, we're gonna be down, we're gonna be right in the middle. And right. this song doesn't try to be anything more than just like a fun. Hey, you remember when we were nineteen and we were skinny dipping yep. in the in the ocean? Um, and you know, it makes me want to go to Lake House with my friends or something. You know, something that would make me feel young again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's a really fun song. Yeah, uh, glad we didn't spend too much time on it though, because <laughs> there's not much to it. Yeah, there's no. It's, again, it's not that deep, right? <laughs> uh, next one is spun. Uh, this is a five-string ukulele that opens a song, and I looked it up because I thought it was a mandolin. Yeah. I had a huge hard-on for mandolins <laughs> back in 2011, and I was Who like... Who didn't? Yeah, still, I still do. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even consulted a physician. It's been 10 years. Um, uh, you know, it's the reason I bought a ukulele, because I was like, maybe I can like learn to play the intro to this song. I didn't know you had a uke. Do you still have it? No, I got rid of that oh, okay. much. It's... It's like a sad realization when you're like, you know what? I'm not going to pick that up. It's a decorative piece at this point. Yeah. But um, yeah, I really love the uke. And also there's a new singer. Uh, the uh, bassist plays the ukulele. He sings the song. And when it gets to the chorus, it's back to Christian and Hannah. But I really like this guy's vocals. And it just kind of shows the diversity of this band and how talented all these guys are. They're mm-hmm. all multi-instrumentalists. They all have like a, a hand in the cookie jar here. And it's just like a, such a good like the uke comes in and then just like the kick drum and it's just like yes yeah. like it's a it's a perfect song to play after Naked Kids because it's a little more complex but it's still really fun. Yeah, there's still there's a really fun element to this and this is easily my favorite track on the album like by a large margin I think. Uh, it, it's just from second one like you said I'm bobbing my head. It's the one the one the one track that I was instantly like. I didn't like even think about getting into it. I was just kind of like an, in, in, in a reaction I had to it. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, shit. And then I realized I was bobbing my head as I was taking notes. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, fuck yeah, this song rocks. Uh, and the chorus is incredible. It sounds like something like after you got done skinny dipping, you spent the night on the beach and you're like, fuck it, let's go to Vegas. This is something you would you would play with the top down screaming through the desert at like 110. You know what I mean? You're still kind of like got this high from last night but you're like yeah we're going to fucking vegas dude there's a little bit more substance here and it it just feels so there's something really cool about the vibe of this song and i just i got this is where i started to realize like man this this album really does get better and better each time i listen to it like i understand the appeal of it now better than i had at any point and i've still got some more epiphanies to come with this album and uh 
I think it's really fun to kind of like it was really fun to kind of discover it because I had to first listen to it a few times to just really even figure out if I liked it or not. Mm -hmm. Then I listened to it and I was like, yeah, I do like this. And then when I listened to it today, I was, I started to figure out why I liked it. And then that's, that's, it was a cool journey that I went on with this album. Yeah. Thinking about this album critically is fun because I hadn't, I think I text you like I've loved this album for so long and I couldn't figure out why. Yeah, and that made me feel way better because it's like I don't know why I like this. I because I, I, I don't hate it and I don't love it, but I do really like it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I think uh, it's it's a good spot to sit at for yeah. uh, you know a first fun album. Mm-hmm. So next is Betty's a bombshell, and this song. If I know you said you wouldn't skip any songs or toss any songs I don't songs like out, this song a whole lot. I this is a throwaway song for me, and I normally skip it. Yeah, this is one of the f- listening to this album for this podcast is one of the first few times I've made it through the whole song. Yeah. And it just feels like it meanders around where the rest of the album had purpose and each song had a purpose. This song was like, hey, we need 12 songs or something. I don't <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Maybe it was like a, a demo that they were like, hey, we can do something with this. And they didn't really ever perfect it. So Yeah, it's not bad. There's just nothing here that stands out. You know what I mean? I heard it feels like an Oasis B-side mm-hmm. where it's like Oasis had those kind of long meandering like nowhere songs. And this is what it feels like when you're listening to that. Yeah, and I, I hate to hate on all the Hannah songs because I do think she has a song coming up that I really like, but it's just the first two songs that she's done have been kind of slow and kind of meandering and where the rest of this album has like a, a sense of momentum to it. Yeah, it's again, it's not bad. It's just not as good as the rest of the album. Not even close. Yeah, plus you know Chloe's coming up. Yeah, Chloe fucking rocks. <laughs> you want to uh, just get into it? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, yeah, the song is fucking awesome. Uh, it's the last thing I expected was a rockabilly track. And this is where I really started to figure out why I like this. Because, and I'll get into it in the next time, next song too. Next, next song? Next song too. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? <laughs> uh, the next song to, as well. Uh, but Group Love is a 1950s rockabilly band that just happens to be making music now. And that's why I like them. Because you've got bands like Volbeat that are like taking that sound and are inspired by that. Yeah. But these guys are just a rockabilly band. Like a beach. They're not quite the Monkees. They're not quite the Beach Boys. They're not quite Elvis. But they're they're a band that would easily sell records back in that time period. Because they have those sensibilities. They're not quite rock. They're not quite pop. That's what rockabilly is, right? Especially now that we've had, we've got some distance on it, we can look back at it. Like at the time, like oh, Elvis was fucking the hip shaking devil. <laughs> but looking back on it, it's kind of like cheesy and corny, and it, that's. But it's good. There's there great musicianship there. Like if you listen to the Beach Boys, you can really hear how dynamic their harmonies are and how really just talented they were. Like, again, this isn't that; it's something different. But it's it it is that they are a 1950s rock band that just happened to be making music in 2011. And I, that's why I like them. Mm-hmm. And you really get the feel for it here. Cause it's like, fuck, that's a fucking rockabilly beat. There's no way around it. And yeah, just, I don't know. It feels like it should be, you should be listening to this at a soda shop. You know what I mean? It's a song that like, this song's always existed and they just yeah, put exactly. it, they, they just recorded it. Yep. Um, God, uh, I love it. I love yeah. it so much. We, we will go where we want to go, say what we're going to say and do what we want to do. Yep. And it's definitely my favorite song on the album and the catchiest song on the album, mm. I think. Um, it's just a young adult. Like, we do whatever we want. Like, it's such a, like, cocky early 20s attitude. And I love it. Um, and after Betty, I think I really needed this song. 
Yeah, Benny was a Benny was a letdown. It really was. So I think this was like the upswing. Yeah, and we're gonna finish the album on on a high note. Yeah, Um, going into "Love Will Save Your Soul," and here's a question that we ask ourselves a lot: Is it corny if it's earnest? And I think this is earnest. Yes, that's 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 to my rockabilly point too. It's like that could be really fucking stupid, right? It's the again, it's the old Michael Bublé. Because he doesn't feel earnest. He just can do that style, so that's what he does. He doesn't necessarily... It doesn't feel like he believes it. He, I'm sure he does. Yeah. But it doesn't... I don't feel it. So Make I, me believe it. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, make me feel it, brother. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, this isn't corny because group love just m- makes you think these guys are a bunch of hippies that believe this mantra. Yeah. This isn't a song that, like... They just spontaneously thought of this is something they live by. Mm-hmm. Love will save your soul, and it's just the first upbeat song we get from Hannah being the front of the of the album, and her voice is just so saccharine yeah. sweet. And I love uh, I love everyone's contributions in the background. <laughs> it's so like, yes, so <laughs> it's so funny. It gets me so hyped. Um, I love band callbacks, dude. And I I wrote I wrote actually wrote that like I love the band chiming in like a la roses, you know, like the. Um, the Outcast song we talked about a couple weeks ago. It's like anytime you the band just repeats the last couple words you just said, I fucking eat that shit up. Dude. Yeah, it's so cool. It makes you feel like you're watching or listening to a live performance. Yeah, exactly. And that's I think if you saw this song, if you heard this song live, you would want to like yell that out with mm-hmm. them. And uh, yeah, such a great song. Yeah, no, and this is this is the song. This is the song where I finally figured it out for good. I was like, I, my first bullet point is just I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> They're a 1950s rock band in modern times. The beat, this beat, confirms it more than ever. Um, and they, they, they it, kind of to your point, like with the last song, I read they're they're so familiar but new at the same time, and that's what confused me for a song because I couldn't pinpoint it. I was like, I know this sounds like something I've heard and I like, but it's not that thing that I think it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just it's it was really it was really it wasn't frustrating. I was like, well, why the fuck do I like this? And I finally listening to this and really listening to it critically for my notes list. And I was like, okay, I get it. This they're, they're, they're just a really cool rock band. They, they're probably played at, you know, a high school dance in Greece. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's just, it's just a really fucking solid track, man. And I, like I said earlier, I really love any sort of band callback, any sort of contribution from the band harmonizing or callbacks. It's just, ugh. <laughs> Eat that I shit eat up. it up, baby. Thank you. Thank you. I needed more. Uh, <laughs> and they do it a lot on their newer albums, which I was torn between doing some of the other ones, but mm-hmm. this one just this one was the the best one, I think. And I talked about it enough to be like, you know what? It's time. Yeah, sure. It's almost ten years old. It's time. It's t- it is time. <laughs> it, it is time. Uh, you can go ahead uh, with "Cruel and Beautiful World." <laughs> okay, you just want to close it out, or was yeah. this or was this my track? I, I fucking, I'm getting so lost, dude. Yeah, you're up uh, for number 11, and then I got the last I'm one. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, ah, oh, he's trying to game the system, this motherfucker. <laughs> uh, always looking out for treachery. Um, <laughs> my first note on this, as as opposed to, uh, what it was, are they Betty or whatever? I don't remember. Yeah, Betty's a bombshell. This is, yeah. sounds like an Oasis A-side. This sounds like a great Oasis song. Yeah. Um, it's a great, it's a great slow ballad with really clean guitar, um, 
it's just nice to have at the end of the album. And it almost kind of reminds me of something like from the Unplugged Nirvana album. It has the very similar vibe to like Man Who Sold the World, mm-hmm. like that track from that song, like the way Kurt plays that, like Unplugged. This sounds very similar style wise to that. And then I just, uh, this fucking chorus, dude, the way they harmonize together, you can really tell that they have an emotional connection here because it's fucking sexy as shit, dude. That shit got my dick rock hard. <laughs> not that, not because, not because of the content, but just the way that they sing together. And it does—it's not like the best thing I've ever heard. It's not the best harmonization I've ever heard. But you can tell there's a connection there. And it's like we just talked about. If there is, that's Dylan taking a sip of his drink. Oh my god, that was so loud. <laughs> um, but if there is something genuine there, that will always sell itself better than something that sounds amazing but is fake. And I think that is the secret sauce to any sort of music. You have to believe in what you're doing and there has to be some sort of genuine love for it or listeners will know. There's there's reasons bands last forever and it's because whether it's good or not, it's because they genuinely believe in it. And somebody will connect to that on some level and a lot of people will just because they like, people like genuine things. Yeah. So... Yeah, and I I think this song more than any other on the album encapsulates the entire album. Yeah, um, you know, there's beauty and sadness in this crazy mixed up world we live in, and it's okay to recognize both. It's okay to be happy when you're happy and sad when you're sad. Yeah. embracing that those feelings, and it's okay to get weighed down by the cruelness, but you also find joy in the beauty. And this song feels the most indie pop from like 2011, yeah, I sure. think, than any other. Besides Tongue Tied, because that is synonymous with 2011. But this one feels almost of Monster and Men. You remember sure. that? Uh, I mean, I remember the name. I couldn't tell you a song. They had that. They had like two popular songs, but this kind of reminds me of that time. Uh, it was yeah. around the same time, a lot of the, the, the music on the radio. Um, but they just have an innate sense of like good chorus. Yeah. We, we'll do whatever we need to, but we'll, when we get to the chorus, we're going to... We're gonna, that's where we're going to shine. And I think that's why they are so good and mm-hmm. why they've lasted. Last song. Close your eyes and count to ten. Mm-hmm. Let's start this bitch slow, Kev. <laughs> it's like a roller coaster. Yep. And we're going to just close this album off with a with an explosion. Mm-hmm. And it's it's creepy at times. And, yeah. Um, but the energy is just off the charts. And the way Christian and Hannah play off each other is just chemistry you can't buy. Yeah. This isn't store-bought kids. This is something they they found each other in this crazy mixed-up world. And they said, we're going to write albums and make babies together. <laughs> it's the or American dream. One singular baby thus far. <laughs> um, but I think the drums need to be mentioned in the song because it's the first time the drums really stood out. Mm-hmm. And it's not because of the technicality. It's not like mind-bending. But it's just like perfectly placed. Those snare hits just like hit when the momentum really needed it. Right. And uh, I really think it adds to the emotion for the first time yeah. on this album. Yeah, I think I think you mentioning that, it's it's really cool coming off of a band like Thank You Scientists where they're just fucking incredible musicians and that stands out and it makes music great. But you don't necessarily need that to make great music, right? I think that's that's important to know. Like, yeah, I fucking love it. I listen to it. And even still, that, that needs to be genuine for it to work correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, again, you don't need that. You don't need to be the best musician in the world to make great music. And I think group love proves that more than anything here. 
Uh, and obviously we knew that like group love isn't the poster child for it. I'm not trying to say like, Oh, these, this is a band that sucks, but it's really good. Like, that's not what I'm <laughs> they trying get to say. The unfair, uh, they 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 drew the short straw going after thank you so right i'm just saying in comparison like it's cool like it's awesome that we both really like both albums for totally different reasons and it, it, it just goes to show you how you know music is great in all in all different types of forms so anyway back into the were you finished i'm sorry i didn't mean to jump in on you. Uh, yeah i've got another point go ahead i'll get to no, um, go ahead this song reminds me of my buddy's mantra. Uh, he always has like a thing where he's like, I'm kind of dreading this. Count me down from three. And I'll just be like, three, two, one. And whatever it is, he'll do it. Yeah. And this kind of this song kind of reminds me of that. It's like, if you're dreading it, just count down from ten and we're we're going to jump right in. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if that's what they were going for with the song, but that's what it reminds me of. Right. I, I, yeah. For me, what a fucking cool, cool name for an end of an album. Close your eyes and count to ten. We made it. You know, relax. We're here. Um, yeah, and you're right. It starts slow, and I was like, ah, uh, yeah, whatever. And then it fucking explodes. It's right. It's, so this is this to me. It's perfect because it feels like the end of like a beach party where there's a big bonfire and everybody's kind of filtering out. This is like the last song everybody plays. It's like Tuesday's gone, but you know, more energy to Tuesday. It's like a California version of Tuesday's gone. Um, yeah, it's the one last be- like banger as like couples tend to file away. The girlfriends that don't want to be there anymore are leaving. But you know, the true partiers stick around for close your eyes and count to ten because they know where it goes. And those are the guys that stick around to howl and go, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like it's like it's fucking awesome, man. There's there's something here. It rewards you for your patience, right? You're mm-hmm. if you're gonna stick around to the end, you get to howl and have fun and like listen to this one last hoorah for tonight as the bonfire extinguishes and all the fucking humbugs leave and yeah it's it's just fucking really cool man it's everybody had a great night and i had a great time listening to this album that's how it made me feel yeah it's like an encore song like when it ends you're like that's it that's That's the album the show's over lights come up (laughs) thanks everybody that's all we got um yeah what a great album and uh i'm glad we got to share that together you want to get into closing thoughts (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you want to put a period between those two separate thoughts that you had? Jesus Christ. My mind is going a million miles an hour. Um, Yes, let's get into closing thoughts. Shall we? Shall we? We shall. Um, My closing thoughts. I hadn't thought about this album very critically before we did it. And I think it was really fun to realize what these songs really were saying and what they meant to me over time. Mm -hmm. Because... They're just like catchy songs. And sometimes when I'm like in a rut, I put it on and I'm like, it just kind of breaks you out of it. Right. And to think about what some of these songs have been saying and like incepting some of these like things into my mind, like cruel and beautiful world or, you know, lovely cup, let's throw down uh, <laughs> or itching on a photograph, like looking back at things fondly, but you know, not pining for them the way you used to. Right. Or, even Chloe, like, fuck it, let's do it. Pedal yeah. to the metal. Is it what we need to be doing? Who cares? Yeah, who cares? Shut up, nerd. <laughs> uh, but I think that's there's so many good morals in this, and I'm pretty thankful that I've been listening to it for as long as I have. Yeah. Through my 20s where, you know, 20s are the roughest, so. Yeah, what are your closing thoughts? Uh, and just that I had some trepidation with it uh, because it's been a while since we've done albums, and I know you've had some building up here. Uh, 
not that I was I was scared I was going to dislike it, but I was just I didn't know what you were going for because we kind of got into a flow where we kind of figured we kind of knew what the next person was going to pick and we kind of talked about it some more. So I was like, I just didn't know what to expect. Yeah. So I was very pleasantly surprised when then this this ended up being just one of the most fun albums I've listened to in quite some time. Like I had a blast listening. Like I normally I've talked about it before. I hate taking I hate doing my notes listen. I hate it. But I don't know how that makes it. That's more harsh. It's it's a less enjoyable listen than the other ones because you're actually thinking critically. You have to pause every now and again to catch up. And I didn't have to do that with this. Like I just, I really, really enjoyed really listening as a, with a critical ear because it wasn't so dense that it felt like a chore. It was just like, yeah, this is a fun song and I get to talk about why it's fun. And that, that was really fun for me in my notes listen. Uh, and like I said before, it just, it, it got better and better each time I listened to it. And that's, that's rare magic. Like that, there's something to be said for that. Not every album does that. We talked about it last week. It's like, I don't want to listen to this album again right now. I want to listen to something else. But they also can, all those songs are so self-contained and yeah. dense. And like, these are just like fun and you want to hear them again. You want to learn. Yeah. This is like, it's like eating a whole pizza. You like you don't want to eat pizza again for a little bit. This is like eating like a you know those little tub eclairs you can like the tubs of eclairs you can get. You pop them out of the fridge. There's fucking sixty of them in there. You could easily just pop sixty <laughs> of those fuckers. And be like oh fuck they're gone. <laughs> you know it's just, you just want to keep eating more of them. So that's what this is. They're both great in different ways. It, again, it's it's really cool to have both those back to back because it it really kind of illuminates that we can we don't have to like one type of music <laughs> you yeah. just enjoy music for what it is yeah and i think that is the perfect way for us to do the first two albums yeah i think so too completely different ends of the spectrum kind of similar but not really yeah and you know now we're gonna take a little detour yes we're gonna do some eps yes um we'll talk about it here in a minute you want to get into songs of the show yes uh i you want to go first or you want me to go first? you go first okay my first one is uh jail by kanye off the donda album i haven't listened to the full album yet but i've heard this song multiple times now it's fucking awesome it feels like old kanye there's the, the, the grandioseness is back without a lot of the pomp um but again i haven't really listened to the lyrics of it i just know the few times i've listened to it i've really fucking enjoyed it so uh, jail is great I haven't again I need to listen to the full album still uh, I'm always like I, I haven't really liked a Kanye album a whole lot for a long time but I always love listening to it because it's different and it either pisses me off it, but it always makes me feel something that's that's the key I never yeah. listen to a Kanye album like eh whatever you know what I mean it's either like this is fucking genius or this is fucking terrible yeah one of the two and I think this is probably a good one based on just a couple tracks I've listened to uh, but yeah, jail's great. Uh, yeah, I haven't listened to Kanye yet. I'm I'm excited to to do it. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. It's hard when you're listening to the shit for a podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then you're also trying to figure out, oh, what album do I want to do next? We're busy musically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, mine is "What You Make It" by With Confidence. It's a they're like a pop punk band, but they're dude. Just this this chorus, "What You Make It," it's awesome. And there's a line that says like, "I'm a I'm a motel room on a." weeknight the door's busted in but the pool's nice and i'm like damn yeah what cool. a that would be a cool instagram bio i'm a motel room on a weeknight the door's busted in but the pool's nice like <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm a little beat up but you know what there's some redeeming qualities there's some good here. Shit here there's yeah. still a pool <laughs> <laughs> but they have a new album i wanted to cover it and i think i made the right choice of group love because yeah I just like more of the songs. But it's good, it's new, and With Confidence is a fun band. So that's my song of the show. 
You want to talk about what you're going to do next week for your EP? Yes, I do. I I struggled with this a little bit because I'm not a guy who listens to EPs typically. But then I had a stroke of, not I don't want to call it genius because it definitely wasn't that. Inspiration, we'll call it. Okay. It's like, oh, you know who we've been talking about a lot recently? Childish Gambino. You know who has one of the best EPs, I think, in certainly modern or like recent history is his first EP from 2011 that was released in 2018. It's just called EP. Childish Gambino, it's fucking awesome. Uh, it's It kind of set the stage for his rap career. And there's just so many really clear... Because he's a comedy writer, right? So clearly he's going to be able to... If he has the chops to be a, a rapper, he can write some really fucking just cool, funny zingers. Mm-hmm. Be super clever. And you can really see that here. The production on this, this EP is really cool. So I'm excited to talk about it. Because um, I haven't really listened to it in a long time. And like I, like I told you earlier, I was listening to it on the way over here. I was like... Yep, this is as good as I remember it. Yep. And there's a reason he became super popular in both both for his comedy writing and as a stand-up and as a, I think mostly as a rapper, honestly. I mean, there's people that know him from Community and love him on that show. His stand-up's pretty good. But most people, I think, enjoy him as Childish Gambino. So, and then this was kind of the start of that. So I'm yeah. excited to talk about it. Yeah, and if you guys have thoughts, memories from the Childish Gambino EP, uh, let us know. Um, we're going to be recording a little bit ahead uh, because we're moving studios. We're going to a new location. <laughs> now, what's really happening is Dylan bought a new house. Yeah, samey same. <laughs> the studio is getting mobile. We bought a mystery machine and we're going to tour on the road. We're now on the we're in the penthouse suite downtown. We bought some new office space. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah. We're going to try and get ahead a few weeks. Uh, so let us know what you think about the Childish Gambino EP. Um, we're going to be doing a quick turnaround. So as soon as you hear this, snap right in there. Get on our Instagram. And uh, we'll also put something out if you guys have memories, thoughts, or stuff you want to I, I know, say. I know Mason has something to say about this because he loves uh, Childish Gambino. So yeah. Mason, hit us up. Yeah, Mason, please. Uh, so anyway, we are. there's a little bit at the end that we're going to talk about. Um, that we actually recorded first, but it's my call to arms. <laughs> okay. So uh, if anyone can help <laughs> us out, it would be a huge uh, hit. So we'll get to that, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye. So there is actually something I need to talk to you about. Um, I remembered a song, right? It was on a compilation that was put out by a company that no longer exists. Okay. And I can't find the song anymore. Oh, the no. compilation is on a broken link that doesn't exist anymore. Oh, no. And I tweeted at the guy. I was like, hey, do you remember this song? And I like, the the only part I remember was like, the song starts out kind of slow and it has like a drum machine. Mm-hmm. And then he says like, all my friends are smoking cigar. And then a whole band comes in and uh, he just like, yeah, it starts like, that's how the song finishes. Right. It's like, it just keeps going after that. It like keeps building up. And I was like, dude, that song is so fucking cool. I can't remember what it's called. I don't think the band exists anymore. The laptop that I used to download that is gone. I called Dalton because I was like, hey, our iTunes used to be connected. Do you have access to your iTunes? Oh, no, I I discontinued it. I'm like, no. (laughs) So I went to Reddit. And I was like, does anyone still have this compilation? Please, for the love of God, I need help. People were like... I remember the compilation, but you know I don't remember that song. And it kind of feels like the Mandela effect. Like, did I make this up? Yeah, right. Is this on my? Have I thought of a genius song? <laughs> and now I just like need to put it to paper. But I know it's a real song. Right. It's just like it's maddening. Because I googled it. Yeah. I googled the lyrics. I like 
it's rare when Reddit can't help out. I know. And like normally you put like enough lyrics on Google. Yeah. And there was another the end of the song says like um ah shit. I can't remember, but I've Googled it a thousand different ways. Yeah. And I even took cigarette out because the second you put cigarette, it's like a thousand songs that I don't want. Yeah. You know, it's the name of the song is so like popular, but the band was so underground that like if I saw the name, I would be like, that's it. Yeah. But I just can't. I can't find it. Do you know like around what year it was made? Um, The compilation was 2013. What would you name the name of the compilation? Yes. And I tweeted at the guy. I put it on Reddit. I was like. It's from this compilation, and I know it. And guys are like, oh. What's the name of the compilation? It was called Glamour Kills 2013 Summer Sampler. (laughs) I've done so much legwork on this, and I just need a payoff so bad. Well, I'll do some legwork for you, too. And it's not even that the song is like that great, but at this point, it's like it's it's personal at this point. Yes, I'm seeking revenge on them motherfuckers. Did you did you go to? Oh, this is this was posted by you. Did you see the best comment? Uh uh. Uh, somebody listed the bands that were on the comp. I think it's he's talking about the wrong compilation. Okay, because I I was just oh I found a post on Reddit and then I saw it was by User Slasher Academy. Yes. (laughs) Um. So I looked up all those bands and I went through all their songs. None of them even were remotely close. But I feel like I'm going to get there. I just know it. Well, now, now I want to spend the rest of my night doing Because <laughs> that's, a, that's a story I can certainly relate to because I've been there before. And how often can you like Google? I Googled enough of it for it to be like, this has got to get me there, dude. And right. it's crazy that the internet is like that. Like links can be broken to the internet like i thought the internet was forever this isn't it um maybe he did it for a few years it says 2013 summer 2013 sampler and the the bands the guy listed are correct so such gold defeater far from proper all get out uh do nots handguns state champs real friends and the wonder years that's what's listed on this sampler for 2013. Maybe. Maybe. The, the switch continues. Bobby, did you ever find that gorilla that escaped from the zoo and punched you in the eye? <laughs> <laughs> no, mama. The switch continues. Fuck. Okay. Um, I even went through every single... I typed in cigarettes... And scrolled through every song on uh, Spotify. That's crazy. It wasn't on there. And I went through Apple Music. wasn't on there. Typed it in iTunes. Scrolled through all of them. And I don't know if they like stop at a certain point. Like it does like 100 and then it stops. But it's not like a popular song. And that's I think my hiccup is. Well here's a here's a list of all the bands that were on. And all of the Glamour Kills. It looks like. Where'd you find that? Uh, it's on Wikipedia for Glamour okay. Kills. Uh, it's against the current. As it is, all time low, Cobra Starship, uh, You Me at six, The Ready Set, Destroy Rebuild Until God Shows, Set Your Goals, Four Year Strong, Hey Monday, The Summer Set, Mayday Parade, Hit the Lights, We Are in the Crowd, Forever the Sickest Kids, We the Kings, The Wonder Years, Real Friends, and then uh, Paris. None of those sounded, none of those. No, those are, fuck. 
Yeah. I say a lot of those were bands that I know of. Yeah. So. Those are pretty popular. Yeah. I... Uh, ooh. So I've been recording for a while. I'm going to just do a quick PSA because I'm going to leave this in. I might put this in at the very end. Okay. If anyone, and I mean anyone, can help me out, $20 reward. <laughs> That's, That's it? A, 20 Yeah. I'll, I'll I'm not made the, of I'll money. Ch- I'll chip in another 20 Okay. So 40, it's a $40 total. Reward. $40 reward. Uh, you get a five-minute phone interview with me and Kevin. If we ever make stickers, you'll get a sticker. Yeah, there you go. Plenty of stuff. You'll be if we ever make a Patreon, you can have full access for free. Yeah, for about free. that forever, forever. Um, because this is occupying a lot of my mind. It's going to occupy a lot of my mind now too. 